pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rap Show Podcast. Whew. What a week it's been. I know I say this every week, but possibly you can guess already. By the title of this week's podcast, this one is not going to be an easy listen. Yeah, it's been possibly one of the most controversial weeks uh, from my memory, uh, in the bagpiping world especially, in a long time. So we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to get through, a lot of very strong opinions. Uh, Yeah. And we're going to go there. <laughs> so stick with this. This week's podcast will be hard and heavy hitting. It's not going to be for the faint hearted. But hey, it happens. We're going to talk about it. And for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, then stay tuned. And yeah, you'll get filled in. And what exactly is going on with RSPBA HQ? And oh, don't even get me started. Okay. Well, not going to go there just yet. That's for this week's topic of the week. But first of all, let's get through our domestics. If this is your first Big Rab show, then you are very welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, near it, or even looks at it halfway sideways, then we are the show for you. We cover everything from the Celtic music scene, folk music scene, and of course, competitive piping and drumming, which is our bread and butter. And yeah. So if that's what you like, then we are the show for you. We hope you can join us and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, depending on where you're listening to this, of course. Uh, So, yeah, welcome. Uh, Shout out to everyone over on our Patreon page. A lot of people actually really enjoying all the extra content that you get over there on Patreon. So thank you, everyone who sent messages saying this is awesome. Uh, It is equally awesome having you guys click the support button. So rather than just name you all individually, we all give you a collective big hug and say you guys are awesome yes (laughs) Ah, you patreon people are awesome you really are and if anything episode two of big rab show plus was released just last week and uh yeah a lot of people actually really enjoying that again quite a lot of emails about it so yeah glad that you're enjoying big rab show plus and for anybody out there who wants to know what big rab show plus is all about yeah, head over to our Patreon page, and for as little as a price of a cup of coffee every month, you can get your hands on tons of extra content, including Big Rab Show Plus. Yeah, you can go and find out what exactly we're talking about over there in Rab Show Plus. Yeah, but we're not going to tell you on here, because it's a Patreon-only exclusive, and there will be loads more. Patreon exclusive bits of content and stuff uh, as the season unfolds this incoming year. We've got some quite good plans uh, for Patreon coming forward, so lots of exciting stuff. So if you do want to help support the show, you can. But if not, don't worry, we will still produce our weekly episode as always. And yeah, this past week on Fuse FM Balamoney, we had quite a cool show. We had Brendan Murphy, of course, from St. Lawrence the Toolpipe Band. Here's their pipe sergeant, and he joined us live on the show just there last night, Tuesday night, and it was awesome. We managed to chat to him all about the upcoming concert, Tourist Kjol, and 
I am all sorts of stupidly excited for this. He gave us all sorts of Big Rab Show exclusive, telling us who's going to be on stage with them. All sorts of different things. You can go and check out the Facebook live stream. It's now currently up there on our Facebook page. You can go and check out that little bit of a chat with Brendan on the live stream. Uh, so the guys at St. Lawrence Tool are working like crazy. I think uh, Brendan was saying that we're just after a Saturday practice there, putting stuff together for this new show as well as all of the competition stuff. So a lot of work going on at the camp at St. Lawrence. So I cannot wait to see this concert. It's coming up in April. It's going to be stupidly stupidly awesome so of course us and the rap show will be there with bells on so you can be rest assured that some of that content from that show will hit the podcast right here so stay tuned and catch that later grand yeah so on that show on fuse we managed to give away two tickets completely for free all you had to do was tune in and answer a question there you go. So if anything, I'll pose the question at the start of this week's podcast, just as a bit of a teaser. So as you're listening to this week's podcast, you can try and figure it out for yourself. When was the year that St. Lawrence Atul Pipe Band got upgraded to Grade 1? Was the question that we asked. And yeah, this is just a bit of fun. You don't actually win anything. It's just a bit of crack on this week's podcast. So when did St. Lawrence Atul get upgraded to Grade 1? And you'll find out towards the end of this week's podcast. So there you go. Stay tuned. So, little harmless bit of fun there, but aye, we tease your question for you. Okay, let's get into the piping news. Now, obviously, we're not going to be talking about the huge big stories because that's topic of the week. Now, I have to be fair, most of your listener mail this week has been all on our topic of the week. It's all about what happened. <laughs> we'll get to that, okay? So, in case you're thinking we're skipping over listener mail, no, we're not. We're going to address it all in topic of the week this week because our big rab show at gmail.com was just full full <clears throat> it was full of emails of people ranting in a bad temper so we'll get to that we'll talk all about it later on <laughs> but if you do have any kind of input or suggestions for topic of the week even or even a shout out to someone you know who listens to the show you can email us in big rab show at gmail com. We always love to get your emails, even if they are angry. Uh, we actually had a couple of people apologizing the following day after they sent their email saying, really sorry, Rob, I was such a bad mood and I sent that email. Uh, please don't read that out on the show. So, yeah, we got a number of those. <laughs> so, don't worry, we will not read out your emails if they were angry and hateful, um, but there were quite a lot of them. We'll get to that. I keep going back to that big story. We'll get to topic of the week, okay, but we've got tons of news to get through, first of all, of other stuff that happened throughout the piping world this past week. <clears throat> all right, let's start out with a couple of events that were announced. Matt Boyd Memorial Pipe Band here in Northern Ireland are going to be holding a guest tea. This is going to be on the 22nd of March in Pomeroy Presbyterian Church Hall. Doors open at 8pm. You can pay at the door and you will be provided with a full night full of music. Now, if you are interested in who's going to be playing at this, you can go and check out Matt Boyd Memorial social media. They are listing who's going to be performing on the night. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, they're also going to be providing a light supper. Not bad. So Matt Boyd Memorial doing a spot of fundraising there, uh, 22nd of March with a guest tea. Another band that's doing a bit of sp uh, fundraising is Klaus Kelt. Klaus Kelt, uh, this is called, uh, let me see, read the title, Klaus Kelt's Big Eat. 
Now, this sounds like all sorts of fun. Yeah, Saturday the 16th of March in Drumgooland uh, Presbyterian Church and that suggested donation of a fiver. And I think you can turn up and just stuff your face with a massive fry-up. Now, that sounds right up my street, to be honest, and I might actually try to get to this. So, Saturday 16th in Drumgooland Presbyterian Church. Full details, of course, are available on Klaus Kelt's uh, Facebook page and their Twitter and all that sort of stuff. It's on their social media. Definitely worth checking out. Klaus Kelt doing a spot of fundraising as well. Okay. The Red Hot Chili Pipers. Yes. <laughs> Red Hot Chilies are currently doing a tour of the United States. And they managed to upload a quick video on their social media announcing something quite exciting. They're launching a brand new album. Yes. <laughs> now this has me all sorts of excited. Because the last time they released an album it was called Octane. And you guys know... How successful Octane was for the guys at the Chili's. It was just an incredible album. So this new album from them is going to be called Fresh Air. Now they've given a slight track listing of what you can expect on there. I'm not going to bring it here to the podcast because apparently it is subject to change. The album hasn't actually been made yet. So it is released on the 23rd of June and they are accepting pre-orders now. So go to uh, their website, RHCP. Uh, dot scott i think it is yeah and you can pre-order it and if you do pre-order the album now uh, i think it's a 10 quid for the album and you get two exclusive uh downloads preview downloads so you get like two tracks of the album early before it releases so 23rd of june get that in your diaries if you want to get your mitts on the album you can pre-order it and get it now uh so you get two exclusive tracks ahead of when the album actually releases on the 23rd so there you go the red hot chili pipers new album fresh air i'm all sorts of stupidly excited for this i can't wait it's going to be brilliant now also a little bit of an exclusive but here in northern ireland uh you guys know that i currently work for bbc yes bbc radio ulster and uh, i present a, so- a show on there called kentra well, on Sunday, 17th of March, yes, St. Patrick's Day, we are going to be hosting a Red Hot Chili Pipers special on Radio Ulster, and I'm going to be hosting it. So I hang out with the guys at the Chili's backstage, and we're chatting all about their uh, you know, their number four hit, I think, with Tom Walker and everything. It's ju- just awesome. It's going to be a great show, and uh, yeah, I had the best time recording it with the guys at the Chili's. The whole thing was recorded live at the SSE Arena in Belfast, so that's going to be a show on BBC Radio Ulster that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, not a shameless plug for myself by any means, but just because of the music alone. The Red Hot Chilies recorded live at the SSE Arena in Belfast. It's going to be a cracking show. So there you go. Sunday 17th, tune in at 6pm UK time if you can to Radio Ulster. And uh, definitely going to be worth a listen. There you go. The Red Hot Chilies live, baby! Okay, let's get into some uh, RSPBA Northern Ireland news, shall we? Uh, Yes, entries are now open for the Ulster solos. Yep, the Ulster solos that are due to happen now the 20th of April, uh, yeah, they're now accepting your entry forms. So if you can and you want to take part in the Ulster solos this incoming year, then get your entry forms in now. Check out rspbani.org or whatever the website is. I can't remember off the top of my head now. (laughs) And get your entry forms in early. Get them in now if possible. So they're accepting all entry forms. Uh, Also, for this year's Ulsters, they have a world uh, solo drumming qualifying spot available as well so they're accepting entries for that as well so a double whammy uh, so yeah get your entry form in for the ulsters as well as your world qualifying spot now that makes this event quite interesting 
as you know already, Stephen McWhorter, McWhorter is already pre-qualified. So that has already made things incredibly interesting. So who's going to be pre-qualified following the Ulster solos? We will be watching with great, great interest. <laughs> yeah, so get your entry forms in. Also in RSPBA Northern Ireland News, uh, Trophy returns. They are asking all bands in the Northern Ireland branch of RSPBA and I to have your uh, trophies returned by the 30th of March, if possible, uh, at the branch AGM. That's going to be held in Trinity Halls in Lisburn. And if you can't get it to the AGM on the 30th of March, you have up until the 20th of April, where you can hand them in at the Ulster Solos. And that's your cutoff. You need to have them back by then. <clears throat> they also stress that please bring them back in one piece with a few dings and dents in them. Uh, so there's little in the way of repair work or polishing and all that sort of stuff. Try and bring them back in some kind of degree of order. Uh, so there you go. An announcement on behalf of RSPBA and I. <laughs> Get your trophies back. <clears throat> so speaking of RSPBA and I. Yes, the AGM is on the 30th of March. Now this will be interesting, I dare say. If anything, it's going to be interesting from a few points. It's going to be interesting to see uh, some of the financial returns and some of the plans for the RSPBA Northern Ireland branch going forward into 2019, specifically around the organisation of competition dates. You guys know that we have been having quite a lot of problems with finalising our competition season. It's been difficult, to say the very least. So, with that being said... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I want to go there or not, but let's talk about it. Portrush competition. I seem to be talking about Portrush competition a lot. And the reason for it is because it's particularly interesting. It's a bit of uh, cloak and dagger and a bit of intrigue as far as this competition is concerned. For those of you living internationally, I'm sure you could give a monkey's. You really don't care about what's happening with Portrush competition. In fact, you probably don't even know where Portrush is. But for those of us living here in Northern Ireland and in the UK in general, Portrush competition can be seen as possibly one of the bigger ones on the calendar. It was always seen as the big end of season party, and it was a fantastic venue. There was nobody in the pipe band scene who kind of thought differently. Now, last year we had all sorts of difficulties with the venue. It got changed and was actually put in a car park. Hmm. Now, this incoming year... It seems to be on again, off again, on again, off again. It's very weird. We don't know where Portrush sits at the moment. Now, on previous podcasts, I think even last week, we spoke about Portrush being confirmed for the 3rd of August. Now, this was after conversations with the District Council over the phone, talking with their events committee and asking them, is Portrush competition happening this year? They told us that, yes, it is going to be happening on the 3rd of August because we have put it out for public tender. We're asking people to come back to us uh, to supply chip vans and ambulance services and all sorts of different things. So we've put it out for public tender and we've told them it's on the 3rd of August. So it's on, baby. So us and the Rab Show, we put it out there on social media, all very excited. We said, hey, look, the competition's on. Yay, everyone. Woohoo! Get your travel booked. Then, all of a sudden... A story dropped in local press here in Northern Ireland. And I'll read you the headline. Council to consider £10,000 demand to hold 2019 Pipe Band Championships in Portrush. Now, this had everybody going, what? We thought it was already happening. We thought it was going. Yeah, we thought this was a done deal. Well, 
It turns out, no. RSPBA and I themselves put out on their website saying that this has yet to be agreed. It hasn't been finalised. So whenever you read this report in local press, I'll read you the actual story. Uh, Causeway Coast and Glens Council are to consider, consider a request for additional grant funding of 10 grand from the RSPBA Northern Ireland to facilitate the 2019 Pipe Band Championship in Portrush. Now... The organisers, which would be RSPBA, said they need the extra cash because of a change in venue. Uh, because, yeah, it has presented a number of challenges. One of which is securing an entrance fee. Hmm. Extra facilities and administration costs. So, yeah, the venue itself for Port Rush competition has to have moved to Lansdowne Car Park, which is right beside, uh, yeah, Ramor Head and Port Rush. So, in a nutshell... It sounds to me like the district council thought it was game on. Yep, they were going to sign the papers, it was all done. But now this report dropped and it said the RSPBA have asked for an additional 10 grand from the district council. Now the district council can't just yeah, say, okay, there's 10 grand, away you go. It has to go to a meeting and everything. It has to be formally signed off, blah, blah, blah. Very lot of red tape and everything. So it's all up in the air again. We don't know. Following this extra demand from RSPBA Northern Ireland asking for this £10,000 of additional funding, it's put the event on the back foot. Now, I can understand why RSPBA do need the extra cash. Perhaps they need more infrastructure, they need more port-a-loos and stuff like that. I don't know the exact things that they talk about administration costs. But the additional funding is required to run the event, which is fair enough. But the fact that this kind of may put a delay or even... A, a possible, yeah, it may not get agreed. The council may say, we can't afford that. I don't know. The end of the article says, therefore, it is requested that Causeway Coast and Glens consider an additional grant to ensure that the event is financially viable. We hope the council see the benefits of this event, both economically and socially, uh, following the completion of the Sheffield Hallam University Economic Impact Study Report. That sounds very official, doesn't it? Uh, to make the event viable for 2019, RSPBA requests an additional £10,000. Okay. Okay. Ten grand. Ten grand it is, sir. Ten grand. <clears throat> so, as much as last week and the week before, we're at, I think we were chatting all about Port Rice competition being confirmed, I think the District Council had it in their head that, yes, it was going to happen. So they put it out for tender and started getting people to provide chip vans and all the likes. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if this has slammed the brakes on or what's going on. But RSPBA and Northern Ireland have said no contract has been signed. Nothing has been agreed. And the competition is not on until, yeah, I I guess they have a decision made on this additional funding. So apologies to you podcast listeners. We were given one bit of information and we put it out there. Turned out that information was incorrect. And, yeah, we are still in a state of flux with regards to Portrush competition. Apologies. Yeah. The story continues. It's on again. Off again, in this case. So, I guess once it has been finalised and it has been signed, sealed, delivered, then we'll finally tell you what's going to be happening. But, one very worrying thing. As this, this is now the middle of March. It's almost St. Patrick's Day. In fact, it's St. Patrick's Day this weekend. And we still haven't really got a finalised Northern Ireland competitive season. Now, the season starts in May. 
you know what I mean? It starts in May, and this is the middle of March, and bands have been furiously working hard all winter, putting material together, and they don't know where they're going to be competing this year. They have a rough idea of where the competitions will be, but as to exactly where, and a particular venue, and a date and time and everything, that hasn't been provided yet. So I don't know. Our RSPBA Northern Ireland branch are furiously working hard behind the scenes. I have to say that. They are doing their utmost to try and get everything finalised. But they're coming up against it with district councils. It's all a bit of a... uh, It's such a mess. It is such a mess this year. And I don't know what's different about this year and previous years. I I don't know. I'm aghast, to be honest. There's been so much commentary on social media and everything all about this debacle. It's just... Messy is the only way around it. So, with that in mind, Portrush competition is off. We don't know if it's happening or not. We're waiting on the District Council now to finally put the rubber stamp on it. But as far as we were concerned, it was on. Now this extra demand has been uh, forwarded. It's now off. So, we have to wait and see, I guess. So, not all good news on the podcast this week. (laughs) All right, let's get into some possibly some positive news just to try and raise the mood a little bit. Yeah, Ottawa Police Pipe Band are coming back. Yeah! Do you know what? Whenever I seen this news story, I thought this was awesome. It kind of made my week. Now I remember reading the story here on the podcast about Ottawa Police and them having to bow out of competition. And they, they actually took a two-year hiatus. They didn't compete now. 2017-2018, uh, they haven't been about. So... They're coming back, baby. Yeah, thanks to Pipestrums.com. I dropped the article. Uh, they're announcing that Ottawa Police are coming back. I was all sorts of excited. However, <laughs> however, yeah, um, they're going to grade two. They're not going to grade one, which came as a bit of a surprise to me. Now, Ottawa Police have requested this to be downgraded to grade two, which was accepted. So they're going to come out. In 2019, competing at Grade 2 level. So it's awesome to see Ottawa Police back. Don't get me wrong. It's absolutely brilliant to see them. But (laughs) Grade 2 is just looking to be the grade of death at the moment. With so many awesome bands in Grade 2 at the moment. Ah, I don't know. Grade 2, boy. Okay. Ottawa Police. Another one to watch there in Grade 2. So, yeah. It will be awesome to see them this incoming year. Also, Royal Borough of Annan Pipe Band are currently selling their kilts. Yeah. So if you're in the market for a kilt, <laughs> or even if you want to outfit a band, I think they have 40, maybe 50 plus kilts to, to get rid of, and they're selling them. Uh, so if those of you who don't know what tartan the Royal Borough of Annan wear, they wear the Kyle Highland tartan. It's kind of a blue kind of... It's lovely. Uh, yeah, so go and check out the photos of Royal Borough. Fantastic looking kilts. So they're selling them. They're 50 quid a piece or they can work out some sort of deal if you're buying in bulk. They're all available in various different sizes and they're all in pretty good condition. So the band at the minute are just kind of, I think they're upgrading their uniform. They're kind of changing to a whole new outfit, I think. So this is the result of them having to sell their kilts. So £50 a kilt. If you are interested, uh, contact rbapipeband at gmail.com. Full details, are, of course, are all up on the Rab Show Facebook page. Uh, but, yeah, if you are interested in getting yourself a blue kind of kilt, uh, the Kyle Highland Tartan, which is very nice, by the way. I actually really like it myself. Uh, 50 quid for a band spec kilt is not bad, you know? Anyway, 
There you go. Now, the one last little bit of news is this past week was the Scottish Schools Championships. Now, we spoke about this at length at last year's podcast. What an awesome event, I have to say. If you ever seen any of the footage from this event of these uh, school bands that were competing, oh my God. Oh my God. These kids, man, they're insane. The talent from these kids was just incredible. So I have to say, shout out to all of you guys who competed at the weekend at the Scottish School Championships. It was just incredible watching it all. So to briefly go through uh, the results, I'm not going to sit and read a whole list of everything. Uh, but the Freestyle Musicianship Award went to Dollar Academy. Well done, Dollar. Uh, Junior A went to Fets College. Well done, Fets College. Junior B went to Dumfries and Galloway Schools. Awesome sauce. Uh, Novice Juvenile A went to uh, George Watson's College. There you go, George Watson's. Uh, Novice Juvenile B went to St. Columbus School. Awesome. So, of course, everyone's asking then, who won the big one? Who won the juvenile grade overall? First place went to Dollar Academy. Well done, Dollar. And second was George Watson's College. And third was George Harriet Schools. Now... The freestyle event was one that really piqued my interest. If you want, you can go back. I think there are recordings available up on YouTube and, of course, on the Rab Show page as well. We've shared that out. The Scottish Schools Championships has been running now for a number of years. And it's the freestyle musicianship kind of grade or section of the competition that I'm really interested in. A lot of bands doing some really interesting stuff. You know, bringing all sorts of different instruments and orchestrations and people singing. It's just, yeah, really creative stuff. I would like you to go along and check it out. Some of the bands doing some really cutting-edge stuff that some bands in grade one would yeah, would like to do in concert. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Some of this stuff is really, really good. So go and check it out, especially Dollar Academy's performance from this past year's championships from the past weekend. It's definitely worth a look, and you can really see why they won. Mm. There you go. All right. I think that's it for the news. I think I have to go and get myself a cup of tea because this week's topic of the week is going to be massive, frankly. So, yeah strap yourselves in now i have to say as much as we're talking about competition dates here in northern ireland i have to say that our major championships the all the big ones as we say all the five majors have been confirmed and they are on like donkey kong they are not changing i've got a number of emails saying oh are the euros still on or what about the british or with the scottish yeah all of our major championships are still happening, so you can still go ahead and make your travel arrangements for those. It's just our minor championships here in Northern Ireland, our own regional ones that are completely up in the air. Now, as far as other regional competitions throughout Scotland and the UK are concerned, <clears throat> I'm not sure what's happening there, to be honest. We still have yet to receive dates for those. RSPBA headquarters published a good lot of the dates, and a lot of them are TBC, to be confirmed. So as to what's going on, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. But rest assured, we are following the story with interest. It is interesting. And one such thing is interesting is what we're about to talk about next. Now, before we get into things and I just go and go and get myself a cup of tea, I have to say, email us in your opinions. BigRabShow at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you because the season's about to kick off and... Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's going to be an interesting year, by the sounds of things. So you can email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Give us all of your commentary on what we're about to discuss. It's going to be interesting. Anyway, let's go. It's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. (laughs) 
LoneStarPiper.com, serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Adante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper is also the North American distributor for Beat Street Drumming Goods from Northern Ireland. Have you any questions about any of the major brands they carry? Then you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. The Horace Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles enough to cover any wedding, formal event or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Time for the topic of the week. And you guys have clicked on this week's podcast for a reason, and that's possibly this week's title. Yes, we're going to be talking all about the controversy from the RSPBA Headquarters Annual annual General Meeting, AGM, and also, of course, the decision that came about our World Pipe Band Championships, and we'll talk about that. But first, I want to give a little uh, little bit of the news story that I didn't get included there. I just, yeah, it was at the bottom of my script. Uh... Tyler Fry is joining Hawthorne Pipe Band. Did you catch this? Yeah, world-renowned midsection performer Tyler Fry. Uh, he's going to be joining the Grade 2 Australian Champions Hawthorne Pipe Band as, as their brand new bass drummer. Now, Tyler has been quoted. It says it's an absolute thrill and honour to join a Hawthorne Pipe Band as a bass drummer uh, for the Victorian Pipe Band Championships and the world. So he's coming over to the worlds. Yeah, those are all sorts of exciting. Uh, so, of course... He'll be joining longtime friend Kyle Warren and lead drummer Stephen Shedden, uh, at, at the guys at Hawthorne. So this is going to be all sorts of stupidly exciting. The guys at Hawthorne Pipe Band are going to be in action with Tyler on the bass drum on March 17th at their local competition, the Victorian State Championship. So the best of luck, guys, at Hawthorne Pipe Band. I will be extremely interested to see how Tyler gets on at the bass because I don't think I've really seen Tyler Fry playing a bass drum but apparently he's been wanting to tick bass for quite a while now and now he's been given the opportunity 
He's going to jump at it. So the guys at Hawthorne Pipe Band, obviously this is their last local competition uh, locally for them in Australia before they make the jump to the Worlds in August. So apparently this is the first time that the Hawthorne Pipe Band are actually coming to the Worlds. And Hawthorne Pipe Band's been going for over 100 odd years. 105 years, I think. Yeah, according to the press release. So, hey, best of luck to Tyler Fry and the guys. I can't wait to see Tyler on base. It's going to be really interesting to see how that all goes. So, yeah, but hey, no better man for the job. He will certainly know his way around a bass drum. Okay. (laughs) Where to start? Well, we start up with the RSPBA AGM, first of all. Yeah, the AGM was held this past weekend. And um, to say that it was controversial, to say the very least would be an understatement. I think this year's AGM was... It was talked about for all the wrong reasons, okay? The meeting was delayed, of course, and it started at 10.30 a.m., and the President, George Usher, welcomed everyone to the meeting and everything. Apparently, 37 member bands attended the event, so 37 bands had representatives there at the meeting. Now, you're asking yourself, why only 37 That's a very good question. Why only 37 bands? Especially if any potential big decisions were going to be carried out. Why were there only 37 bands there out of a potential of hundreds? Anyway, I think the reason behind it is because bands from all around RSPBA have up until a six-week deadline to submit any possible rule changes or any kind of questions or set decisions for the AGM to make. They have up to six weeks to get that submitted. The six-week deadline came and went, and nothing was submitted. Now, I'll let that sink in. Nothing. There were no submissions awaiting decision at this year's AGM. Now, a load of people got straight on the Facebook warrior page. If you know what I mean, they all started, rah, rah, rah. why was this not decided? Why was that not decided? Well, it's because it didn't make it as a formal submission. Yeah, bands and their representatives didn't submit anything. You had six weeks to put forward any potential rule changes or any adjustments that you'd like, and nothing was done. So there you go. The meeting actually in itself was less than an hour. <laughs> the whole meeting, the RSPBA AGM this year, lasted less than an hour. Now, whenever you considered last year, whenever we were talking about RSPBA AGM, we spoke about a lot of things that they were uh, had planned. They talked about a pipe band school that they were going to be developing, that the RSPBA were going to be running. Um, there was no word on that. They were also going to be talking about possible investment in schools, and there was no talk about that either. A lot of stuff at this year's AGM that we were expecting to hear more news about and we didn't hear anything. Really? That was it. So, if anything, once that was handed over to the chairman, Mr. John Hughes, he basically thanked everyone for attending the event and thanked all of the volunteers and all of the stewards and everything for running quite a successful season in 2018. Uh, So there was zero hitches at all. Uh, Most of the events ran pretty well. Then it got on to the financial side of things. It very quickly turned sour. Entry fees and prize money for bands will remain the same as last year. Okay? I'll let that sink in first of all. So, 
<laughs> prize money and entry fees for competitions will remain the same as last year. So, that's one thing. Get that in your diary. Uh, live streaming at the indoor championships were held for the indoor championships for the world solo drumming. And that brought an extra 1,000 followers to RSPBA's YouTube channel. And they were dead excited about this. Um, I, I don't know where to go with this. RSPBA have a YouTube channel, yes, and they upload performances after they've happened. So they don't actually live stream uh, competitions, pipe band competitions. But they do live stream uh, the world solos, which is very popular because they are the only people who are doing it. Us and the Rab Show, we don't do it. Uh, so because the RSPBA are doing it themselves. Now, they have been filming Grade 2 this past couple of seasons, and that's proved pretty popular as well. If you haven't checked out the RSPBA's official YouTube channel, please do. It is really good to be fair some of the recordings maybe not the best but they're learning they are getting there that you know some of the recordings maybe not drone chorus quality but they are getting there um i have to say though with a thousand followers generated through live streaming um i can't help but draw the comparison with what we're doing here on the big rab show we live stream competitions each and every year. This past few seasons we've been live streaming competitions and there is a very clear demand for it out there. Now as to why RSPBA are not doing it, we have no idea. We have not the first clue why the competitions are not being live streamed. It's been argued in the past that they will not live stream competitions because they believe it affects footfall in the event itself and people will just stay at home rather than coming and attending the event. We would argue that events such as the Olympics and the World Cup and various different other sporting events and competitions are live-streamed over television. And that doesn't stop ticket sales. People want to buy tickets and go to the Worlds or want to go and see the Olympic Games. Why? I don't really see that as much of an argument. Whenever we're live-streaming, we are broadcasting to as many people as we possibly can and the best possible quality as we can. And, yeah, we're trying to promote our amazing piping scene and throw it as far and wide as possible showing everyone around the world just how incredible it is whenever you look at the raison d'etre of rspba that's what they should be doing they should be promoting piping and drumming every possible way they can so whenever you look they've had success live streaming the world solo drumming and they've reported it at their agm then why not live stream competitions it doesn't make sense to me but that's a future podcast all that in itself live streaming for ourselves here on the big rab show team has been a bit of a battle and we've talked about it here on the show before uh, how it takes a lot of phone calls and emails and all sorts of organization for us to be able to provide live streaming from each and every competition from the uk scene so we do our best to try and bring that content to you guys and yeah it's with a lot of work that we managed to do that. So why aren't the RSPBA doing the same amount of work to do? I, we don't know. But this is the very short answer. We have no idea. We are doing it here on the Rab Show because no one else is. And that answers that question. People have been asking, oh, you're all trying to be famous. No, we're not. <laughs> not in the slightest. We are trying to promote piping and drumming around the world. And online, social media is a thing it exists and there is a very clear demand out there for piping and drumming live content from events such as this so 
why not provide it? We have always said, and I will say it again here on the podcast, on the record, that if RSPBA Northern Ireland, RSPBA HQ, wherever, if RSPBA were to start live streaming any of the competitions, then awesome. We will not be upset by that. If anything, we will happily stand back and let them take over. It's essentially... It's it's what they should be doing. You know, there's a very clear demand out there. And we will happily step back and let them do it. But at the minute, we're doing it because no one else is. And that's the whole argument behind it. So that was controversial. So they were happy they got an extra 1,000 followers following the world's solos. Isn't that great? So the major championships are reported to have moved to Lurgan and Northern Ireland. And the Europeans are moving to Inverness. We knew that already. The, the British will remain in St. James's playing fields in Paisley. We knew that already. And the proposed shift to King George V playing fields is nearby. Renfrew has been postponed due to works. Well, this is all dead boring. Anyway, let's get to the meat and potatoes, shall we? The meat and the flipping potatoes. I'm doing my best not to swear here, okay? Because this has got so many people so angry. Now, I'm being... Oh, <laughs> family show rob all right let's get into the meat and potatoes the refurbishment of the headquarters building in washington street in glasgow yes yes apparently it uncovered more asbestos in the roof lining and there was an extra cost to go and get rid of this extra material uh, but apparently there was no extra cost to the overall project Interviews with the directors of piping and drumming of the RSPBA College will take place on the 23rd of March. So we're going to have a new education officer and all that sort of stuff. That's all boring. So, we, <laughs> so yeah, we will have basically a new principal of the school and all of that sort of stuff. So that's all happening. But the, the kicker, RSPBA funds currently stand at just under £1 million. Now, (laughs) this is what's caused so many people to be so angry, okay? I don't know how nice to put this. I can't swing this in a way that makes it look positive because it's all negative. RSPBA funds currently stand at just under £1 million. But all of this will be used for the headquarters refurbishment. I need to take my glasses off. Set them on the table. What the hell? Now, whenever I first read this, I thought, that can't be right. It can't be right. And I look back on previous reports from AGMs when they talked about the financials. And last year they reported that they were coming up on 750000 I think it was, or something like that. Almost half a million or possibly over. And this year they're just under the million pound mark. Now last year they announced it that they were going to be refurbing their headquarters in Washington Street in Glasgow. They were going to build a whole new purpose-built building full of all sorts of administration levels as well as a pipe band hall and a whole extended school and everything with practice space and all of this incredible new fancy headquarters. Now, all of the money that's currently sitting in the coffers, all of that nearly £1 million is being put towards this new headquarters refurb. 
So the association is actively seeking financial support for the project as well, which will give it a custom-built teaching and admin facility for the 21st century. Okay. All right, now let that sink in for a little bit. Let's review, okay? I'll say it all again. <laughs> for fear of repeating myself. RSPBA funds currently stand at under one, just under £1 million, but all of this will be used for the headquarters refurb. The association is actively seeking financial support for the project as well, which will give it a custom-built teaching and admin facility for the 21st century on Washington Street in Glasgow. Now... That's fine and good and dandy, okay? Having a nice headquarters building, sure, that's cool. We did report the story that whenever headquarters caught fire, (laughs) that maybe they do need to do something to have somewhere to operate from. That's understandable, okay? But when you consider that that £1 million that's sitting in the RSPBA bank account came from us, it came from us, the pipers and drummers. It came from the bands, men and women. It came from the people who attended competitions. It also came from associated sponsors for some events and things, I'm sure, as well. So over or nearly £1 million of pipe band fans and pipe bands, uh, their due and their fees and everything, all of that is going towards providing a nice plush headquarters building in Glasgow. Now, remember earlier... When my voice is getting higher. <laughs> Remember earlier when I said uh, that entry fees will remain the same and <clears throat> prize money will also remain the same as last year. Now, that should tell you something right there. <laughs> oh, dear. The plot thickens and thickens until it just can't thicken anymore. And then you're just going, come on, this is getting a bit of a joke now. Yeah, bands are not going to see the benefit of that £1 million at all, basically. In a nutshell, no matter how you try and peel the onion, it's still an onion. So there may well be over £1 million or nearly £1 million in the coffers, but pipe bands themselves will not see the benefit of any of this. Who will see the benefit of it? The guys working in RSPBA headquarters. They're going to get a lovely, plush, brand new office uh, with all these custom-designed you know, practice spaces and everything. Now, don't get me wrong. The school and the practice spaces and the pipe band thing, the pipe band school development program, all of that are awesome. If anything, I am really a big fan of that. Um, and I do understand that that takes finance to get off the ground and running. But it does sting whenever you look at that when there's nearly a million quid sitting in the bank and bands are not going to see a penny. Now, we've talked about prize money here on the Big Rab Show before, talking about that possibly being an incentive to get more bands playing. And saying that that's going to remain the same this incoming year, it stings. It just stings. It's just not cool. Now, this has angered so many people, saying that this £1 million sitting in the bank can be so much better spent. Instead of just building a bunch of offices that no one's really going to get much use out of. Why not invest that £1 million in all of these teaching programs around schools that you were talking about? What about this education program that you're going to be uh, launching around Scottish schools and then launching it UK-wide and possibly even worldwide? 
all of these incentive schemes that the RSPBA announced last year, we didn't hear anything about them this incoming year. It was basically told to us that all of that money in the account, that's all going towards our new offices. Now, that hurts. Now, I'm not giving real strong opinions on this. I'm just kind of reflecting the feedback that we got from you guys, the listeners of The Big Rab Show. You are clearly furious about this. I have to say you're absolutely spitting bullets about this. So many people so angry. Also saying that the association have lost their way. You know, bands are now treated as third-class citizens and are thought after we get our new headquarters, after we pay all of our, you know, paid employees to jet-set around the world teaching, you know, piping programs and etc., etc. You know, people see all of this happening and they understand that finance is a part of it. And it does sting whenever bands are kind of seen as an afterthought. Shall we, up, you know, up our prize money for lifting the worlds? Nah. Will we reduce our prices at events and let more people come in that maybe can't afford to come? Nah. We'll not do that either. So, it's not cool. It's not cool. And if anything, a lot of bands and a lot of bandsmen and women out there are extremely angry as a result. Now... Looking at the backlash that's been thrown at the association via social media, wow, that's all I could say. <laughs> you guys did not pull your punches. If anything, you were commenting away furiously on some Big Rab Show posts, some of which are still rattling on today on this very same topic about the AGM, the money that's sitting in the bank account and what it's going to be spent on. But I now want to branch on to another topic that happened just before the AGM. Now, this was, of course, possibly we were waiting on this, a decision on the two-day worlds. Yeah, RSPBA themselves put out a bit of a statement saying that a meeting happened just before the AGM opened its doors and uh, said that a decision was made that the World Pipe Band Championships for 2019 will remain a two-day event. They're saying that it's based on a, they're, they're basing their decision based on feedback from Grade 1 bands, adjudicators, and others. The RSPBA has elected to maintain the two-day format of Grade 1 competition in the world. So, that's it. We're stuck with it. Looking at their statement, they said, we considered all of the feedback we received from bands, plus feedback from our adjudicator panel, the management board, and the music board. RSPBA uh, board chairman, John Hughes, said in a public statement, we have discussed the options and have confirmed today that the Worlds will remain a two-day event let's get through this before we start on opinion pieces Uh, but contrary to rspba statement and its own survey showed support for keeping the grade one competition of a two-day event pipesdrums.com they ran a poll of grade one bands themselves they went out and they contacted grade one bands around the piping world and pipesdrums.com put in the legwork and asked the bands themselves what do they prefer Do they want the two-day competition or the one-day competition? Do they want it all back to the Saturday? Now, yeah, according to all the bands that they polled, 89% of them said that they wanted it returned to a one-day event. Now, 18 grade one bands came back to them and said, out of 89% of them, they wanted the one-day event. Apparently, only two bands had came back saying that they preferred the two-day contest. So, I don't know what's going on. But it's clear that RSPBA headquarters have made a decision 
And they must be ignoring what the grade one bands are saying. <laughs> when you look at pipesdrums.com, who conducted their own independent uh, survey of grade one bands, and they all came back saying they just wanted it on the Saturday. Where did HQ get this information from? Anyway, the world's spectacle, this is all going on what Scott Curry had to say uh, via social media. So you guys know Scott Curry. He's a you know, grade one percussionist. You guys know him very well. He played with the band such as Shots and you know, we know Scott Curry. So he put on uh, Facebook not too long ago. He said, the world's spectacle is being reduced to a farce before our very eyes and no one seems capable of doing anything to fix it. He says, while this outcome will will surprise few, it will disappoint the many competitors and the public who feel that the world has lost its way and clearly is not working in its present format. I learned a long time ago that the organization simply doesn't listen and frankly doesn't appear to care about what bands and players want. So this development will only reinforce that perception in many quarters. Why consult bands at all if you're unwilling to act unwilling or unable to act on their feedback. The consultation exercise appears to have been a disingenuous uh, to been disingenuous to begin with and it raises serious concerns as to what if any influence bands actually carry within the association. If their views in such a crucial matter as their attendance at and performance at the World Pipe Band Championships can be disregarded so easily in favor of those held by adjudicators and others. Why are adjudicators influencing operational policy decisions? And who are these others? Question mark. Now, the reason I'm reading that out, that's one particular statement there that came from Scott Curry. He raises a very valid question. RSPBA headquarters said themselves they went to the music board, judging panel, and all sorts of different other people to come to this decision about having having the two-day's world. Two-day worlds. So... Why? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Surely the people who should have most influence, and I kind of agree with Scott on this point, is the bands themselves. The guys who will be there competing on the day. Surely they should have a say. You know? And if going by this independent poll by pipesdrums.com is if it's accurate and saying that 89% of bands wanted the one-day format, then it does look like RSPBAHQ just kind of ignored it which is kind of strange very strange now the whole two-day world's format you guys have been emailing in and saying that the reason it's being kept for a two-day world championships this incoming year is for one reason and one reason only and that is finance now whether that's completely true or not i don't know I can't exactly confirm it, but you can you can say it is a pretty compelling argument. Whenever they open the gates on the Friday, that is ticketed, and you have to pay I think it's ten or fifteen quid a ticket to get through the gates on the world's qualifying day on the Friday. Now and you consider all the bandsmen get in for free, but all of their supporters, their wives, their kids and everything, they don't. So they're all ticketed, so that's all money and finance coming in. So everyone who attends the qualifying day, and I've been there before myself, and I have paid that entry fee, that all goes into the coffers. Now, Saturday is the big main day. Yes, I'm not saying that Friday is a huge big money spinner and they're going to be laughing all the way to the bank. But Friday at the Worlds obviously costs money to arrange, but it's nowhere near the same scale as the Saturday. So they are still bound to skim some sort of a profit. 
off of the Friday. Now, a lot of people are suggesting that this is why they wanted to continue with the Friday. With the £1 million being spent on the headquarters refurb, they're going to need to make back some finance after all of their spending on their new fancy headquarters. So, limiting the worlds to one day doesn't really present an opportunity for them to make additional cash, which could be the Friday. So, by opening the worlds to two days, they have two potential days to get gate fees that they could throw in their bank. Now, I can see this argument. I don't know if I'm fully convinced that that's what, you know, that was the reasoning behind the decision. But I can see why people are kind of guessing at that. Now, the full statement also said that the format of the event has yet to be decided. This will be decided by the music board, and they already have a number of proposals in place. So we'll have to ask them to confirm their preferences, and these will be uh, presented to the board of directors meeting on the 27th of April. So 27th of April, we will know what exactly will be happening on the Friday of the World Pipe Band Championships. So... All of the speculation that we were talking about here on the Big Rab Show about whether it'll just be grade one or will they introduce other grades as well, don't know. And I think one of the possibly one of the better suggestions that's been put forward and has yet to be decided on is whether it'll be a combination of both Friday and Saturday results to get your eventual world champion for grade one. So the suggestion is all 15 bands plays on the Friday and you play your number one set. You go on on the Saturday. The following day, and every band, all 15 bands again, march on to play their number two set. Combination of results between sets one and set two, and you'll eventually have your world champion. So, yeah, as to what format it's going to take, no idea. No idea. But suffice to say, this has not been popular with the guys of the piping world in general. So many of you guys out there have been contacting the show asking, is this some kind of sick joke? That was one of the emails we actually received. Yeah, is this some kind of sick joke? So, no, it is not a sick joke. It is an actual decision that was passed. I don't think it was even put out to vote or anything at the AGM. It was just kind of announced that this is what will happen. And that's it. So tough now when you consider the two-day worlds format's been running now from 2013 i think i think we've given it a fair shake this is now running into 2019 so that's been quite a while and i give my own personal opinion on this i don't think the friday qualifying day at the world championships especially for grade one i don't think it works incredibly well i think they could do it better there are hundreds of different ways that they could run the qualifying for grade one um but as far as the qualifying day on the friday stands at the moment it doesn't work the atmosphere on the friday it's a completely different day there is hardly anybody around apart from the hardcore piping fans you know you don't get you know family and people hanging out like you normally would at the worlds on the saturday just soaking in the atmosphere instead it's all the hardcore piping nuts and they're just there you know watching grade one bands and that's all it is it's a bit of a weird atmosphere so the friday has always been strange there's only ever like a couple of chip fans a few portaloos and just grade one bands that's it you know it doesn't even feel like a world championship it's very strange and then at the end of it to have to tell someone uh you're not going through you're not playing tomorrow 
it just always kind of stunk to me. It was always just a bit nasty. You were telling someone, yeah, we know you've flown thousands and thousands of miles and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever your currency is in your country. Uh, but uh, no, nah, don't come back tomorrow. You know, we let you play today on this Friday in the lashing rain and uh, to maybe a half dozen people who are watching the qualifying. And that's you. You can go home now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll all have fun tomorrow. Now, that always stinks to me. I always thought it was horrible. Uh, because then that Friday night, when people were preparing for the Saturday, there was others who were drowning their sorrows. It was horrible. Um, now, as far as the Friday goes, for this year's championships, I hope... Well, my hope is is that RSPBA decide to do something different with it. Now, I'm not holding my breath, but I honestly do think that this is now an opportunity to redeem themselves. They've made this decision... And it's not a popular one. A lot of people are really not amused at this. And seeing that, all of that money in the bank account, bands won't see it. <laughs> Whenever you consider the prize money is not going up and nothing, you know, bands basically will not see any investment from the association this year. Uh, it stings. And whenever you're asking them to come and play on the Friday now, as well as the Saturday, when there was the potential of just having to make the one trip, it's not good. There's a very, very dark feeling currently in the bagpiping world. And it is all aimed towards the RSPBA headquarters, which is very strange. This has not happened before. And when I said this was a big week in the piping world, I don't say that likely. The RSPBA, following their AGM, I don't think they were expecting quite the reaction that they got I think they held their meeting, which was less than an hour, and they all hung out and had drinks and all afterwards at the hotel and all of that sort of stuff, and everything went swimmingly. They all took selfies wearing their chains around their neck or whatever it is that dignitaries do, and then they all go home. And then they see the onslaught that's coming at them via social media uh, on all sources. It's scary. When you look at pipestrums.com and their posts and stuff they've put in social media, just look at what we've posted in the Big Rab Show. Some of the commentary on there from some of you guys in the pipe band world. Ouch. Really, really scathing of our association. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people very angry at the moment. And possibly for good reason. You know, I can see the argument behind why people are really angry about this. So... I would love to know your opinions. Now, you guys have been commenting, of course, like crazy on social media, and a good lot of you have asked not to include your name or read your email for that like, uh, but a lot of you are... I will reflect it all and say that you're all pretty angry about this, especially that bands are seem to be treated like second-class citizens in this regard because of that money that's sitting in the coffers and bands will not see a single cent of it but also that bands are being expected to attend a competition on a friday which is a working day of the week and go through all that expense of travel and all of that there to attend on a day and potentially not be part of the main event on the saturday uh what a mess what a mess so currently rspba northern ireland are in a bit of a state of flux because they're trying to put their competition season together and it's all a bit of a mess there. It seems to be RSPBA HQ thought everything was going great and then they were very swiftly reminded that, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 it's not. 
wow, I think, to be honest. So the decision's been made. We have a two-day world. Regardless of whether we think it's right or wrong, it's happening. All right? So we need to get used to that idea. Whether we agree with it or not, it's on. The two-day worlds this year for 2019 is happening so, I guess we're going to have to look forward to it, I suppose. As to what format it'll take, I guess we'll have to wait now until the 27th of April and find out exactly what's happening with the two-day world format. I hope to goodness that there's going to be a change. Do something different. Try something. You know, if it, if you try it and it fails, at least you've tried. Do you know what I mean? Try and do something different. Introduce grade 2 qualifying, perhaps. Or maybe, you know, some of the grade 3s, grade 4s. You know, introduce some other grades, perhaps. Try and mix it up. Make the Friday a bit more of a family day out than just about grade 1 bands. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. That's just my opinion on this. And I possibly shouldn't give my opinion. (laughs) I suppose I'm supposed to remain impartial. I am reporting the story uh, from the player's perspective. I'm reporting the story from your guys' uh, perspective. Because you guys have been getting in contact with us at the Big Rab Show, I have to say. In your droves, you've been emailing us in. And, uh, yeah, discontent is the polite way to put it, I think. You guys are extremely, extremely, extremely furious about this. So much so, I've actually had it on good authority that quite a number of you have actually considered leaving your band and not competing this year. Now, I have to tell you, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't just hang up the pipes and sticks or whatever and just say, ah, stuff it all. Because there's light at the end of the tunnel. Whenever you consider at the very start of this week's topic of the week, I told you that there were 37 bands represented. And the reason why no decisions or anything like that was tabled at the AGM is because nothing was put forward by the six-week deadline. Now, I've said this last year. We've said it even on our judging podcasts. That if you want stuff to change, if you want things to happen, then you need to be a part of your association. Your association does answer to you. You are a member of the RSPBA if you are a competitive player. And you have a voice. And that voice is through whatever band you play with who has a representative. If that representative and the band decides that, yes, we will stick our head up above the trench and shout at the association and say, Hey, see judging? Fix it. Or see this two-day worlds? Fix it. Or we want a better venue for this competition and that competition and all of that sort of stuff. Anything at all that you guys have been suggesting to yourselves here in the Rab Show suggest that to your band rep every pipe band in the uk or even around the world has a rep that answers to rspba headquarters now that includes uspaba wuspaba and all those ones and even the associations in new zealand and australia they all have representatives that all answer to rspba headquarters if there is anything at all in the rule book that you feel could change should change then tell your rep, hey, this has to happen. Go and raise this for me at the meeting. And then I guess we have to sit back and wait and see. If you want things to change, I guess that's the only way for it to happen. Now, we've spoke about this before, that bands are terrified to talk because as soon as they do, they put themselves out there as a possible target. We've mentioned that before, and there is a genuine fear of that. And I guess... How do we get rid of that fear? That is another topic of the week in itself. (laughs) 
Now, I told you this week's topic of the week would be controversial, and it's been a controversial week in the bagpiping world. In fact, it's been full of red tape, bureaucracy, politics, intrigue, and finance. Yeah, it's been incredibly interesting, but absolutely infuriating uh, whenever you look at it from the player's perspective. Now, if anybody listening to this is from RSPBA headquarters, any of you guys who are officials with RSPBA uh, and, and listen to our show, I do know there's quite a lot of you listen to our show, so hello. Uh, we are willing to hear your side of the story. We have heard so far the point of view from pipers and drummers around the UK and the world, for that matter, and what and how things are progressing. We have heard from the band's perspective. We would love to hear from the headquarters, from the administrator's perspective. We would love to give you a side of the story. Because at the moment, it just looks bad. There is no possible way to swing this that it looks good. Unfortunately, (laughs) it just looks really negative. So, yeah, I would love to be able to put a positive slant on this. To say, yeah, we're building a new headquarters. And yeah, we're spending all this money on a new fancy office building. But this is what will happen in future years. I think, if anything, that's the feeling I got from this. As much as the negative came through from the AGM this year, yeah, 2019 is going to be a bit of a crappy year as far as you know, prize money is concerned and entry fees and all of that sort of stuff. That's not going to change and it's just going to be a bit rubbish. But we're building. Once that new headquarters is in place... And all of those administrative people are in place. Just think of the potential of what we can achieve after that. 2020, 2021, and even further afield into the future for the next 10 to 15 years. The long game, I think, is what the RSPBA could be investing in. They're investing in the long-term future of our piping and drumming world. And by building a brand new state-of-the-art headquarters, they could be quite potentially looking that far ahead in the future. So who knows? I am trying to think of this positively and I would urge you guys to as well. I do know it's difficult, especially when all you can see is red and you're just absolutely furious. Do try and take a step back and try and look at it from the administration's point of view as well. And like I said, if anybody from the administration, from the headquarters staff or that are listening to this, and I do know a lot of you do... Please get in contact with us. We would love to give you your end of the story. So, yeah, email us. BigGrabShow at gmail.com is our email address. Please get in contact. Now, if you do have an opinion with the way things are going currently uh, with our competition season or with all the decisions that were made at the RSPBA AGM, get in contact with us. Our email address, BigGrabShow at gmail.com. We want to be your voice. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, like I said at the very start of this podcast. And yeah, without you guys, there's no podcast, you know? (laughs) I'd be essentially sitting here talking to myself in a microphone. So yeah, we are here for you guys. So we are here to reflect your views, regardless whether they're extremely controversial or not. We're here to reflect your views. So email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, next week's podcast, we are open for suggestions for topic of the week. Woohoo! Yeah, so that'll be suggested by you guys. So feel free to email us in. Um, if you do so wish, you can suggest the topic of the week for next week's podcast. So yeah, email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, wherever you may be, if you're out and about with your pipe band over St. Patrick's Day weekend, we want your selfies. Yay! Happy St. Patrick's Day or St. Patty's Day. But whoever calls us Patty's Day, 
deserves a real kick in the teeth. It's St. Patrick's Day, or St. Patty's Day, I'll take, but not St. Patty's. Whoever done that, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if you're out celebrating St. Patrick's Day this weekend with your band, or you're out playing at different functions and whatnot, or even it's a parade or a pub gig or something like that, send us a hashtag Big Rab Show selfie. We really want to see it wherever you may be around the world. And if you listen to the show at all, we want to have your Big Rab Show selfies on St. Patrick's Day weekend. And yeah, feel free, lift a pint for us wherever you're celebrating and send it in to us and we'll happily share it out on our social media the big rab show on twitter and of course our facebook page you can send us in your hashtag big rab show selfies now we did ask you which year did st lawrence atul get upgraded to grade one now that was our competition uh quiz and our question uh for you to win two tickets to go and see st lawrence atul in concert now we don't have two tickets left they're gone but we just had it as a bit of crack on this week's podcast so what year did st lawrence atul get upgraded to grade one Dun, dun, dun. 1988 there you go there you go so that was our wee teaser for this week i hope you enjoyed that bit of crack if nothing else um no prize involved you can, if you got it right you can pat yourself on the back you know how to use google <laughs> right that's it for another big rab show podcast if you haven't already please do consider subscribing no matter where you're listening to us right now it could be on google podcast to be spotify stitcher podbean itunes so many places where you can listen to the rab show podcast please do consider giving us an all-important follow or subscribe or all that sort of stuff so with each and every episode gets uploaded you'll get a ding a little notification to let you know that rab's uploaded another one and you'll never miss an episode also if you want to get your hands on big rab show plus episode two dropped just last week you can help support the show by clicking support button on our patreon page and for less than a price of a cup of coffee every month yeah you can help support the show and get your mitts on tons of extra content right that's it i'm out the door it's been a rough week in the piping world Hope everyone's still practicing. Season's just around the corner. Yeah, keep at it. (laughs) And I will see you as the other side of St. Patrick's Day. Have a good St. Patrick's Day, everyone. And yeah, we'll see you here on the Rab Show podcast next week. Well, that's it for another big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Verarian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. Exhibit C, the belt he's flossing is killing. Can't do it, don't you think? You think we need one more? You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. Hello there. Welcome. (laughs) I know I don't sound too enthusiastic, but I'll I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Welcome. Big Rab Show Plus Episode 2. Yeah. Can you believe it? A month has rolled around already. Uh, well, maybe not even a month, but yeah, I'd love doing this big rap show plus thing, especially for you.